This episode of Kid Pod Theater is sponsored by Starlight Children's Foundation. Every minute, a child is in need of medical care. These kids are scared, lonely, and missing out on all of the things that make being a kid fun. That's where Starlight Children's Foundation comes in. For 35 years, Starlight has delivered happiness to 16 million seriously ill kids and their families at more than 800 children's hospitals and health care facilities in the U.S. Their state-of-the-art programs, like Starlight Virtual Reality, Starlight Hospitalware, and Starlight Gaming, entertain, distract, and inspire hospitalized kids. Learn how you can help deliver happiness at starlight.org. KidPod! 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 You are listening to Kid Pop Theater. I'm not sure it's even possible to shut down the reality distortion field. But we might be able to do it, right? There's got to be an emergency shutoff valve or something. It is a school. Safety code would require a way to bypass it. True. The Galactic Safety Administration does require all heavy machinery to have a mandatory kill switch. So that's it then. We find the RDF control room and turn it off. But even if we did successfully neutralize the RDF, we still wouldn't know who we were looking for. The holo file was deleted. We don't need to see the thief. We just need to smell them. Huh? Rangster said that the thief smelled of plasma discharge from their recent wormhole travel. We find the thief's scent and follow where they went. Are there any devices that can track something like that? There are a few commercial ones. I'm not really a fan of their default olfactory sensitivity settings. I'd prefer to build my own. Whatever floats your boat. Buoyancy. Buoyancy floats all boats. I know, that's just an Earth expression. Oh. I just assumed your civilization hadn't advanced that far yet. No, we've got boats pretty figured out at this point. Regardless, all of this is going to take time. I don't see how we can distract pretty much the entire school for long enough to get it done. We won't need to. They'll do it themselves. In fact, they've already planned on it. The homecoming dance. You're right. That's tomorrow night. We attend it like normal, then we slip out when everyone's distracted. But homecoming's a date function. It would require us to have dates. Yeah, so? So building an olfactory tracking device is simple compared to finding a date. Don't worry, I'll find you one. Who? With you? No way, are you kidding? I'm going with Balti. You are? I'll find someone else to go with you. You make sure she's pretty? No, but I can make sure she's real, which is probably better than what you would have done on your own. That is true. Great, so we have a plan. (laughs) Are our dates here yet? I don't see Lula. Maybe she couldn't find someone to go with me. I knew I should have built my date instead. You couldn't have built a robot and a plasma detection device at the same time. Yeah, you're right, I suppose. Unless I combined them, built a cute robotic date well-versed in small talk that could also sniff out wormhole plasma. We can all dream. Hey, is that Lula at the entrance? I think so. She looks so different. She's dressed up all fancy, wearing some sort of tribal war paint on her face. I think that's supposed to be makeup. Hey guys. Uh, Hey hey, Lula, you look surprisingly attractive. Thanks Arnie. 
Everyone loves to hear how their appearance is barely tolerable. Where was my date? You didn't get one, did you? No, I found you a date. Is her appearance also tolerable? It's kind of hard to tell, actually. Let me bring her in here. You'll see what I mean. Shelly Turmansky? I was going to ask someone else, but then it occurred to me they might ask too many questions. Especially when we leave to go out turn off the RDF. But someone who's hibernating in their shell? They're the perfect date. Yeah, that makes sense. You seem disappointed. I'm fine. But disappointed. I didn't expect her to be the cutest girl in the school, or even like me. But I do admit I was sort of hoping that she might be more... awake. I know it's a disappointment, but Lula's right. We can't take any chances. Well, it's not the level of disaster I always assumed my first date would be. It is tolerable. Fantastic. Now let's go take a group hologram to prove that we were here. Good idea. Well, what an alibi. You want to wheel Shelly over to the hologram station? I suppose. Hey folks, come to get your hologram taken? Sure are. Okay, now I just need the two couples to stand in front of this backdrop here. Now, wrap your arms around your date's waist. Come on, Arnie. Wrap your arms around Shelly's waist. Shelly doesn't have a waist. She's in a shell. Then wrap your arms around where you think her waist would be if she wasn't in a shell. They say these Zumwalts are so smart, but sometimes it's like talking to a wall. Totally. Smile and say, homecoming rules. Homecoming rules. You can pick your holograms up after the dance. They come in packages of seven trillion prints, six trillion, and the economy pack, five trillion. Oh no. A slow dance. We'll never be able to navigate Shelly's shell and stay in time to the beat. Don't worry, that's our sign to head out. It is? Everyone's going to be so self-conscious about having to ask their date to dance that no one will notice us sneaking out. Frankly, most of them will be so freaked out they won't even be able to talk for the next 15 minutes. So let's get out of here while they're all distracted. Wait, what should I do about Shelly? Just leave her here. She won't know that you're gone. That's the beauty of a hibernating girlfriend. She's not my girlfriend. She's my date, and it's rude to just run out on her and leave her like she's part of the furniture. You're right, Arnie. Put a tablecloth over and place a candle on top, then people will think she actually is part of the furniture. Seems undignified. But I suppose it is for the best. Come on, let's go take care of this before anyone notices we're gone. Where is the RDF control room? Well, if my research is correct, and it usually is, uh, it would be right through here. The utility closet? Yes. The scene of your unspeakable horror. It's not unspeakable. Every Earth creature does it. Please stop speaking of it. It's empty. Obviously the control room isn't here. Maybe it doesn't look like what we think the entrance to the control room would look like because it's distorting our reality to make us think it looks like something else. Like how you thought it looked like a bathroom. And because my species isn't disgusting like that, it looks like a utility closet to me. Look for something that seems out of place. Something the RDF translated incorrectly. No, everything seems normal to me. Just mops and buckets. Same. What about you, Balsy? 
No, nothing unusual. Except maybe that. Maybe what? That mirror. It's not reflecting things in reverse. It's more like we're being projected on a screen. Well, that seems promising. Push on it. See what it does. Here goes nothing. It's a door. Good work. Now go through. You go through. You're the one who did the research. Exactly. If something dangerous were to happen to me, we'd be lost. So one of you needs to go first. I'll go through. Is it safe? I think so. It's just a bunch of computers. Now look for something that might give us a clue on how to shut it off. How about this? It's a poster that reads, Emergency Shutoff Procedures. Hmm. That might just do it. In the event of emergency, the reality distortion field may be shut down by simply holding down the red, green, and yellow buttons while simultaneously flipping switches ZKWG and punching in number 75 through 23 in reverse order. That's impossible. You'd have to have 12 arms to do all that at the same time. The Xenogronites developed this technology. They actually do have 12 arms. Well, that explains it. So how are we going to do this? We don't have a dozen limbs. Combined, we almost do. I'll hold down the colored buttons. Balti, you do the switches, and Lula, you punch in the numbers. This better work. Get into positions. We'll do it on the count of three. Wait, I've got a problem. I've got to flip four switches in four different directions, but I only have two hands. You've got two feet, don't you? Yeah. Then take off your shoes and put them to work. I suppose I can do that. You ready? Almost. It's like a game of Twister. I just need to stretch out a little further. <sighs> got it. But be quick. On three. One, two, three. Push! <laughs> What's happening? Things are all wiggly and out of focus. That's the RDF shutting down, altering our ocular perceptions. Arnie, your tentacles. What about them? I can see them. Seriously? All five? I and your faces, both of them, they're green. Yeah, they used to be purple when I was in my larval stage, but then puberty hit and, well, you know how that goes. You've got horns and fangs. So, at least I don't have creepy multiple eyes all over my body. Hey. My eye clusters are my best feature. Yeah, well, this date is so over, Mr. 96 Eyes. Good. I don't want to be seen with a snaggletooth like you. Sounds like everyone's having a hard time with what they're seeing. Pretty shocking, isn't it? Seeing the real us? It is. Surprised? Yeah. You're even prettier than I thought you'd be. Really? Me? You're not just saying that. No. Your skin, it's shiny, but with colors. Like a pearl. I don't know what that is, but it better be cool. It is. Trust me. Enough of the flirty chit-chat! We've got to get to the library before the administration figures out what we did. Oh yeah, right. That. Always clear. Let's go. Look at the walls. They're nothing like what I was seeing before. Yeah, I'm not even sure what they're made from. Tetrahedral beryllium blocks. How do you know that? That's what Marco said when I arrived. I thought he was kidding at the time. Library is clear. And it looks like they haven't cleaned up the display case yet. Should still have some lingering plasma odor. What's that? My plasma sniffing automaton can track any scent, any distance. It looks like a dog. What's a dog? The greatest creature on Earth? Well, this is nothing like a dog. I call it my secret plasma olfactory tool. Or spots for short. Yeah, still sounds like a dog. I just needed to sniff Balti first separate his scent from the one from the thief. <laughs> Stop that, it tickles. 
Sorry, it needs to be thorough. Scent pattern recognized. Oh, dogs definitely don't do that back at home. Now to try and pick up the thief's scent. Spot. Smell the display case for additional plasma target. Secondary scent pattern recognized. Alright, he found it. Spot tracks secondary scent pattern. Oh boy. It looks like the thief exited the library and went down the hall right past the utility closet. Must be why the security cameras cut out when I was in there. He was covering his tracks. This criminal really knew what they were doing. Hey look, the thief took a left here, through this gap, right where I thought it was a solid wall. So Me did too. I. I guess the RDF only made us think the wall was solid. But the thief knew differently, which means they weren't affected by the RDF. Or they had inside information. Either way, I don't think we're dealing with the normal student. Target continues outside building boundaries. Continue tracking? Yes, continue. Looks like we're going outside. Holy cow, it's totally different out here without the RDF. There's six signs. You say that like it's strange. Maybe he's only used to three or four. Scent ends here. It dead ends at a window. The thief must have crawled inside. Well, open the window and crawl inside. I don't know if we should do that. Why? Spot led us right to his hiding spot. Because that's the student coordinator's office. Mr. Marcos? I think I might have been wrong. It looks like it was an inside job after all. Alien Exchange Student is a production of Kid Pod Theater, produced by Jason T. Reed, Casey Wolf, and Jim Cooper. Written by Jim Cooper and directed by Casey Wolf. Featuring the voice talents of Sam Navarro as Baltic Estrella, Charlie Hobart as Arnie Zumwalt, and Carrie Cooper as Lula. Additional voice talents Marita De La Torre as Lorita Estrella, Isabella Dixon as the cheerleader, Jamie Mazur as Crunk and Largos Campos. Lila Ward as Coatl, Madison Lovett as Zoliver and the Lunch Lady, Nicholas Thurkettle as Mr. Marcos, Rachel Weiss as Trina, Sam Lovett as Deesky, Miguel Perez as Dante Estrella, and Zoe Ross Eggleston as Plycera and Rankster. Sound engineering by Casey Wolf, sound design by Craig Good, additional sound provided by freesound.org, original score by Kevin Hartnell, original spot art by Nigel Octorlooney. No aliens were harmed in the making of this podcast. If you like what you've heard, spread the word either by review on the podcatcher of your choice or by sending radio frequencies to the Globular Femme Lagoons on Caltron 6.